Thanks for talking about uh, yeah. white ball cricket. That's all I want to say from from myself and uh, every every other white ball <laughs> cricket fan out there. Thanks for mentioning us. <laughs> oh look. <laughs> That is that is the first and last time we talk about white ball cricket ever again on this podcast. Do not ever mention that filthy format of the game to oh, me ever again. Oh no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. G'day everyone, welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of In The Salmon Cricket Podcast. My name is Nuan, alongside with me I've got my wonderful co-host, Hasith. Hasith, we're almost at the end of another season. You know, who would have thought that, uh, you know, when we first started this you know, little project back in June of, of 2022, we'd, we'd come this far. But uh, I must say the journey has been thoroughly wonderful. And, you know, how's it been for you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I, I quietly knew that this, would go, this is going to be a good time, Nuan. Um, yeah. We had been talking about it a lot before before the, uh, I guess, sort of the first episode. But, uh, yeah. yeah, like, no, nah, I really enjoyed it. Gives me something to look forward to on the weekend, obviously. 100%. 100%. And to, to talk chat. Uh, and, uh, to talk chat. To chat <laughs> cricket with, uh, with an avid cricket lover. So man, man's getting his tongue tied there. But look, yeah, as we know, you know <laughs> the, the cricket world never spe- uh, never sleeps. There's always things to talk about. There's a, And uh, of late, there's been some very interesting developments in the cricket world of late. Um, we're going to break up this episode into two segments. We're going to talk about Red Bull cricket, Test cricket, and then we'll move over to the White Ball format. Some interesting developments in 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 the world of Test cricket. Uh, the recent the recent uh, in Australia West Indies uh, series has concluded, and uh, as we all expected, Australia has absolutely thrashed the living daylights out of the West Indies two <laughs> nil. I mean, uh, you know, there is there isn't really much to talk about, but we must, I guess, expand on on what went right for Australia. What went must we? <laughs> must we? Must we? Must we? <laughs> must we? Says Hasid. True. Really talk about this? Well, look, I mean. <laughs> Let's, I mean, you know, Australia by far and away always going to dominate the Windies. We were hoping that there'd be some resilience uh, from the West Indies, but you've got to admit this West Indies team is woeful and they're not up to test standard. And when you hear the Australian commentators talk about the West Indies team of 30, 40 years ago, you know there's something seriously wrong. I mean, Hasith, what does the West Indies need to do to be able to at least compete with the likes of Australia? What do they need to do? Look, honestly, it's... Um... I really feel sorry for the West Indies side because it's um, it's really hard for them to sort of I guess sort of discern themselves from T Twenty or white ball cricket and, and mm. test. It's like day and night. The mentality, yeah. the way that you actually approach the game, is so different. And I think yeah. a lot of the uh, the importance is placed on placed on the white ball, specifically T Twenty with uh, for the West Indies, and it makes things tough because obviously that's where the, a lot of the money, the cash flow comes in for the players yeah. individually. And on a on a national level as well, or on an international level, it makes it really tough. Yeah, I feel like um, West Indies needs a really good mentor to start things off, and someone who's very prolific in the Test arena. Yeah, Brian Lara is always in the com box. He's the first guy there. Why doesn't he uh, take a bit of a mentoring role within the team and try? So I don't know if he has done. By the way, he might have already done it, but yeah, I think there needs to be a good mentor. That's what I think. I think it's funny you mention mentors because I think the West Indies are you know they have. They have no shortage of, you know, good mentors. They've got the likes of, you exactly. know, Viv, Viv Richards, Brian Lara, like you mentioned, Courtney Walsh. Yes. You know, all these legendary West Indies players, but they just don't seem to want to get involved. Um, there must be some sort of drama, some sort of, you know, corruption, something going on that's preventing corruption. these guys. Corruption! Oh, <laughs> drop the C-ball. That's a big word. <laughs> big, big word, that one. But, um, 
But yeah, I mean, I do worry about the West Indies. They're going to be they're going to be coming back next year as well for another two Test matches. And um, you yeah. know, Mark Waugh simply just said in the com box, he just wants to see the West Indies show a bit of fight. You know, do the basics right is what he's saying. The West Indies are not doing the basics right. Um, there was a really interesting piece where they were talking about the way the West Indies were playing the the half volleys and the, the good length balls as opposed to the Australians. So that their front yeah. foot defense is very weak. Um, they leave a lot of the bat face open, and, and things like that are just really affecting their game. But you know, I <laughs> I know you don't want to talk about it too much. But look, that is an example. That is an example though of you know a poor advertisement for Test cricket. So I want to move along. <laughs> I want to move along to a game that was actually. You know, there was a TikTok video sent me about this uh, where you wanted to argue whether this was arguably the greatest test win of all time. But mm. the first test match between England and Pakistan in Pakistan was... No one, before you before you jump into that, I had just had... I have something for you. Okay, okay. You okay, go on, right? go on. All right, I'm listening. I'm listening, I'm <laughs> just listening. On, just on West Indies cricket, because I know you love West Indies cricket. I actually I saw um, this little post by the Wild World of Sports, right? Yeah. Um, so, Carl Hooper... Absolute legend of the West Indies game. Um, yes. He said this to the ABC, apparently. Yeah. He said, um, I don't think we've hit rock bottom because every time I think we have, we keep going lower. <laughs> it's getting more and more embarrassing. Yeah, that's an actual quote. And you can laugh, Noam. That's really sad. That is that is um, sad. That is sad. No, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at how accurate the statement is. And it's, uh, it's sad, man. It is really, really sad. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can even hear in the com box when they're talking. Like, it's just, they were bored. You could tell the Aussie commentators were bored. Like, like, come on, yeah. you know, show a bit of fight, show a bit of, show a bit of resistance. You know, apart yeah. from apart from Brathwaite's hundred, what really was there? To, you know, what what highlights were there for the West Indies? And 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 Carl Hooper's so statement is spot on, right? So it is. that's that's a good that's a good summation of of that Test series. But look, yeah. let's move on to a game, a Test Talk match. Talk about the TikTok. Talk about that TikTok. Hundred percent. No, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So you know, the first Test match between England and Pakistan was, yeah. uh, you know, played at, uh, I believe they're playing in Rawalpindi, um, a very, very Rawal famous Pindi, yes. a very famous ground that created the likes of Shoaib Akhtar, the Rawalpindi Express. But, uh, yes, but the first test match between England and Pakistan was arguably now, the TikTok video you sent me was by some New Zealand fan who said this is the greatest game of all time. I, I, is I he New Zealand? He, he, had, he had a New Zealand accent in that TikTok video, that's all I'll oh, say. okay, okay, okay. okay. But... I don't know if it's the greatest game of all time, but it was certainly one of the one of the best games. Because when I first saw this game, I thought it was going to meander into another boring draw. The pitch was flat; yeah. it was pretty dead. There was nothing in it for the bowlers, just straight up and down. And you know, England piled on the runs. They made six hundred and fifty-seven in only a hundred and one yeah. overs. Um, Crawley, Duckett, uh, Ollie Pope, Harry Brook, all hundreds, absolutely smashed the living daylights out of Pakistan. But then Pakistan replied, and they did pretty well as well, 579. So at that point, I thought it was going to be a draw, but England made some really gutsy decisions, and I guess that TikTok video you sent me um, summed that up really well. Now, yeah. Hazil, I know, you, I know you and I were debating about this, but why exactly <laughs> do you think this is not the greatest test win of all time for England? Oh, it's such a big <laughs> statement to make. Like, <laughs> don't say stuff like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You know like, I don't know. I, I just like it was a really good. It was a good win, right? Yes. All things considered, obviously England don't play in Pakistan often. The pitch was absolutely atrocious. Subpar. It was. It was. You know, it was a it was a good win, right? Yeah. It was a good win, <laughs> but was it the best win of all time? Certainly not. Was it close? Top 
25, 30, perhaps, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's a good game, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't say, yeah. don't say such, like, clickbaity statements like that. I don't click like baity. it. Clickbaity. I like that. I like yeah, that phrase. It's clickbaity, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... To be it, fair, that, that video got a lot of views, too, so... It, it did. Good I mean, Kiwi young man. Well, what that, what that fan was saying there, some of his comments I do slightly agree with, because England made some extremely gutsy decisions in that game that would have you know that would have, that left all three results open right like in that video yeah. the kiwi fan said that not only did england dangle the carrot they opened up the entire veggie patch or the entire you know veggie aisle in the supermarket so you know what what he's saying there is that uh, you know when ben stokes was captaining he made a decision that opened up the risk of england losing the game Yes. But he just backed his bowlers to get the job done. And, you know, there's a young off-spinner from England called Will Jacks who took six wickets as well. He was pretty good. And, you know, in that final half an hour or that final hour of the game, I was watching the last 30 minutes. I didn't watch the whole game. But that was honestly, like, some really, really good cricket. Like, I, I was absorbed. Like, England had to get one wicket and there was only 10 minutes left in the game. And I thought yeah. it would be, like, James Anderson or one of the swing bowlers. But he gives it to... Jack Leach, who I do not rate yeah. at all as an off-spinner. Yeah. With the new ball, no spin, no nothing, and he just gets that last wicket, and uh, I don't know, my, my heart was in my mouth. That was that was gut-wrenching test cricket, I, I think. It was a good game, Nuan. <laughs> it's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, very... Nah, you know what? Kudos to... Uh, to I think, like, Jack Jack Leach, sure, but I think yeah. um, Stokesy. Stokesy needs a, a really good pat on the back, and I think yeah. he's... Would have received it after the game because he, he does make a lot of really aggressive decisions. Oh, dude! Um, and I think he's a great. He's he's showing like really good promise. Yeah. Because uh, you don't want to see draws, right? Nobody wants no. to see a draw in no. a hard game. You want to yeah. see a proper battle. And yeah. um, for that reason, I think it's a really good game, right? I think that's what you're yeah. saying as well. Oh, dude! Yeah. A hundred percent. Like you know, this I thought this game was going to be a draw. Yeah. Because if this was a typically it conservative a draw, English. Right? Right, yeah. right, exactly. So if this was a typically if it, if this was a typical England Test team of the mid two thousands or even post two thousand and ten with Joe Root being the captain, a hundred percent this sort of probably meandered into a draw, and then suddenly you know you'd hear all the English commentators blaming the pitch and all this criticism about you know Pakistan ruining Test cricket for everybody, and there's always that typical blame towards you know the subcontinent teams for ruining the Red Ball game. Yeah, but. You know, Ben Stokes didn't complain. He was like, you know what? I'm going to open up this game. I'm going to take the risk, right? We might lose. We could lose. You know, Pakistan have world-class batsmen, right? Yeah. They, You know, 343 is gettable. You know, there was a test match back in 2009 where Sri Lanka set Pakistan to get 350 or something. Okay. Of, of 60 overs. And, and Pakistan chased it down, right? So Wait, who played in that game? Was it like... Uh... This is... This is like 2009. This is like a, a test match. Uh, there was the likes of like Muhammad Yusuf. Muhammad and, Yusuf, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and Misbah, maybe? Sangakara, Mahila. Huh? Maybe Misbah. Uh, Misbah was there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sang- dogs, yeah. Sangakara, Mahila, yeah. So what I'm saying is 343 was a very gettable target for Pakistan. And yet, England just, just you know, made those risky decisions. And uh, before you know it, you know, James Anderson, four wickets. Yeah. Um, Ollie Robinson, four wickets. You know, then obviously Jack Leach got that crucial one. But... Yeah. I think this game is a really good advertisement for Test cricket because is it though? It just sh- you're not going to get many games is. like this. It's it's not no, it's not a won't. good ad. It's not a good you for won't. Test cricket because like this isn't really like Test cricket. Like it's Test cricket, right? Categorically, yeah. 
Well, you can't advertise cr- test cricket as this, bro. Because when's the next time you're gonna game get a, gonna get a game like this? Well, okay, that, this is where the, this is where the this is where the debate comes into it. Now, first of all, this game first of all this game re- so, first of all this game made made all five days. Okay, so it is legitimately <laughs> a test match. Okay, okay. <laughs> it reached day five, which in this day and age is is uh, I wouldn't say it's unheard of, but it's getting it's getting rarer and rarer to see. Test matches last the full five days. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Secondly, both both teams both teams batted twice. You know, there was definitely <laughs> at that? no point. Both teams batted twice. <laughs> okay, just hang on, hang on. But at, okay, at no point until until England sort of declared and until that fourth innings, like you know, you'd say it was like sixty forty in England's favour, and just the way it sort of meandered. Like there were multiple points where Pakistan looked the goods, right? They were, they were four for 176 odd, you know, Rizwan looking strong. Um, there's a new guy in the Pakistan team and Saeed, Saud Shakil, yes. who's showed a lot of promise as well. Yep. Um, a good batsman as well. But I think it's just a matter of just the way the game unfolded, right? Like, you know, anyone watching this game would have, you know, obviously a newcomer to cricket would have no idea what's going on, but just the sheer drama, the ebb and the flow, you know, to win by 74 runs is a very small margin um, in a test match, in my opinion. Um, Any time that margin of runs is, 100, is under 100, typically speaking, it's it's often a, a closely fought game. Mm-hmm. So, look, definitely, I, I agree with you. It's definitely not the greatest win of all time, but it's certainly up there as one of the uh, the most ballsiest victories or one of the yeah. most riskiest victories because, you know, he Ben Stokes opened up the game to allow England the chance of losing. Yeah. Um, so that's where I believe, you know, this is this is a good game. Um, a good adversary for Test Cricket. You know, England batted so well as well. And like like it said in the TikTok video, England were losing at least 15 overs a day due to, due to bad light. So yeah. their time frame for winning the game got smaller and smaller. And that is why he made those risky decisions. So that's why I look at it. But look, I certainly hear what you're saying. You know how it's just you know there's 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 better test wins. I definitely agree. Yeah. You know England Sri Lanka, England Sri Lanka 2014, yes. or even um, Australia India to the 2001 Kolkata Test. Uh-huh. That that is one of the that is one of the all time great test matches. Given how far behind India was, and then coming back mm. and smashing Australia, that that's a good one. We'll save that for another day. But um, <laughs> but yeah, look, I just wanted to, I just want to talk about those two games, uh, th- this game in particular, just just the way it unfolded. Yeah, for sure. I mean, any final words you want to talk about? You know, Ben Ben Stokes's captaincy. Or, you know, <laughs> no. Look, I think it's. I think hopefully he sets a really good uh, precedence going forward for aggressive cricket. Yeah. We don't want to see like yeah. a real stale, dry cricket because, to be honest, yes. If you are looking to keep Test cricket alive, you need to have these exciting games for people to want to oh, watch. Because yeah, right? we're talking about it now 100%. because there was a there was a result. We wouldn't really be talking about it if it was a draw. No one would exactly. really care. They'd be like, oh, as expected, right? So yeah. hopefully, yeah. you know, Ben Stokes and, you know, BMAC, Brendan McCullum with, with the coaching, they can, uh, they, yeah, yeah. They've, they've done a really good job with this with that particular test match. Hopefully they set like a really good standard going forward for not just England, but for other countries to really play an aggressive yes. style of test cricket mm-hmm. um, while still playing test cricket, if that makes sense. I think, I think the difference is when it comes to T20 and white ball cricket, the aggression comes from individual performances whereas in test mm-hmm, cricket mm-hmm. you really allow for an opportunity of aggressive captaincy yeah which is a which is a completely yeah. different aspect right so i think that's a beautiful thing as well yeah uh, that's the thing i just find like the reason why i enjoy test cricket so much is the sheer amount of like tactics and strategy that's at play yeah you know you're, you're not you're not just battling runs versus wickets you're battling time yeah. you're battling you know you're, you're going with the time you're going with the pitch conditions 
you're going with the weather. You're trying to compete with the weather as well. Yeah, like a mental um, grit involved as well. It's not easy to feel nervous right? a day for like three yeah. or four days. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many, like, there's so many things you can't predict for. And as a captain, you got to try and make the best of the situation you're in. Yep. So, look, hats off to Ben Stokes. Like, I, I didn't think a result would come from that game. I honestly didn't. Like, as soon as England piled on 657, I was like, <laughs> oh, this is cooked. This is cooked. <laughs> yeah. Because... Like I remember, I remember a test match, uh, Sri Lanka Pakistan, back in two thousand nine or two thousand ten, where Sri Lanka scored like six hundred and fifty on the first two days, yeah. and then Pakistan scored like five hundred and eighty in the next two days, and then there's like one day left, <laughs> and basically, you know, everyone's just batting for averages. It was just a really disgusting, you know, slow, boring draw. Like, why would you want to watch that? Yeah. I mean, yes, I love watching Mahila double up and <laughs> get big runs, but meaningless, right? At the end, uh, yeah. and uh, this was. A, this was a way of putting some meaning into a, you know, potentially meaningless game. Correct. So uh, that's how I look at that. But look, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave that one for now and we'll cross over into uh, the realm of white ball cricket, yes, which yes, is yes. Uh, Hasit's favourite format cricket of talk, uh, to talk about. I see a big grin on his face. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the game I want to draw your attention to is the third ODI between uh, India and Bangladesh. Currently, India is touring Bangladesh. And uh, although Bangladesh have claimed the ODI series, that third one day was simply ridiculous. Um, Hasith, you, you know, you've, you're watching that one closely and you sent me a highlights package and unfortunately I have not, have not had a chance oh, to haven't? watch it. But I, I haven't. I'm so sorry. So you will need to talk <laughs> us through this one. But I do have the scorecard. And uh, what a ridiculous game this was. Yeah. Talk us through it. Yeah, look, you don't have to apologize to me, no one. You need to apologize to Mr. Ishan Kishan because that man <laughs> is something crazy. I think he's only scored 450s. He has a very short ODI stint thus far. He scored yeah. 450s, no yeah. 100s before this game. Yeah. Man, yeah, look, he had he was on a, a commission, I don't know, 210 of 131 balls. He double ton, right? Um, yeah. 10 sixes, yeah. 24 fours. Yeah. Crazy, 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 crazy. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's kind of unfortunate. It really overshadowed Coley's 100 as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Those two, pretty much the bad boys of Indian cricket yesterday, yeah. really destroyed, categorically destroyed each and every bowler that Bangladesh had. Yeah. Um, you know, the, yeah. <clears throat> their, most, their best bowler, like, you know, probably Shakib yeah. or Mustafuza. Oh, Shakib got uh, 2 for 68 of 10, 6.8. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Moose got uh, one for sixty-six off ten, but everyone else got absolutely carted. Yeah, it's really disappointing. However, as good a victory as that was, that India really didn't bring any of that the first two games. So right, uh, right. I don't know what to say with regards to that. Good win, but it makes you wonder, right? India have just this explosive batting lineup, and yet they couldn't bring that fully into the World Cup, right? I mean, I'm talking about the World Cup now, but like you know, it's. It's bizarre. Like, could you know, Ishan Ishan Kishan could simply be the next Surya Kumar Yadav. You know, he's still a young, a young man, 24, 24 years of age. There's a lot of cricket left in him. Yeah. It just makes you wonder, like, how does India have so many talented players, and yet when it comes to these big tournaments or when it comes to team selection, they just seem to very rarely, you know, get it right on most on 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 some occasions. Yeah. You know. No, it's, um, it's a good point to make. No, like, because like. When we were talking about it beforehand as well, I know I know I made mention yeah. that Ishan Kishan should have been in the Indian side. Like, it's not, it's never, yeah. it's never a matter of like there's not enough players in, and it's not just India, right? Honest, honest, right? Even yeah. with Australia, I literally said yeah. pick Travis Head, right? And I know he's performing in in the Test arena; it's different. 
But the man's got yeah. to get a really good strike rate in Test cricket. He could have easily played in the in the T20 side and done really well. He's already proven himself. Yeah. I don't understand why. Like, there's certain decisions that are made across these teams, and it's just like, what's the rationale behind it? Like, India should have yeah. put through Ishan Kishan. You know, they started off with yeah. you know um, DK Dinesh Kartik dropped him right yeah. at the end and put a lot of pressure on Rishabh Pant to perform and he only had like two or three games to score. Yeah. Just like it was just like it leaves you scratching your head. Um there's enough yeah. there's enough talent here. There's just it just comes to management, I feel. I think I think something that it's really good it's really nice you you raise that point. I think something I've noticed about India is that just just from my own sort of, you know, as a fan looking into this into into the the team. Um, India is very like risk averse, right? They they don't like putting a lot of youngsters all at once, unless it's yeah. like a dead rubber, unless it's like something that doesn't have a lot of meaning, and then and then the youngsters show how good they are, right? Yeah. When it comes to like major tournaments, when it comes to like the start of a series, India always goes experience over youth, like hard, like hard out. Yeah, they do. I read I read a stat that in the T Twenty World Cup. The average age of the Indian team was a lot higher than the rest. I think India and Australia had like the oldest teams on average. Yeah. The average the average age of players in the Indian team was around thirty one or thirty two. Really, that's pretty right? old. That's right. Very yeah. Old. I mean, thirty two. No, to be the average thirty two is old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you got the I likes mean, of Rohit Sharma. Rohit Sharma, like bumping, right? bumping the heck exactly. out of that average though. <laughs> Exactly, right? No, 100%, right? So you had like, you know, Rohit Sharma, Dinesh Karthik, even Virat Kohli is now 34 years of age. What's Dinesh Karthik? Is he like like 39? 38 or something, I think. I think he's, 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 he's older than, yeah, he's older than, he's older than Robin Uthapa and Uthapa is like retired. Um, He's been retired. That's wild, right? So this is what India does. They're they're very, they're very afraid of trying youth, right? They're very safe. But every... They're very safe. They make these safe decisions. They're not like England making risky decisions. And I think that's where things can potentially go a bit pear-shaped for them, you know? But every time they put a bit of youth in there, like, it, you know, most often they're not. The results are in their favour. Yeah. You know, I, I, I hate to talk about Red Bull cricket again, but if you go back to that historic... Yeah, well, come on, two, no, no, we've already told him. We've already talked about this. No, no, I just, I just want to highlight. Go, go, go. I just want to highlight. <laughs> just want to highlight my point quickly, right? Go, so go, go. in that 2020 uh, India Australia Test series, when India came here and you know they historically beat Australia, right? Yeah. In that Gabba Test match, in that Gabba Test match, they put in like three youngsters, three blokes, three four blokes under 30, never played Test cricket in their life, uh-huh. and and that India team absolutely destroyed Australia at the Gabba yeah. after 30 years, you know, Australia dominating, right? So I think India needs to trust their youngsters a bit more. Yeah, they need man. to give them a bit more. They need to put a bit more faith in them, right? Like, like think about it, right? Like, you know, you know and, and I always talk about how many, like, the population of India and stuff like that, but, like, honestly, how hard is it, youngster or not, to actually, to make it into the, like, let's just keep, let's just keep it to the squad. The Indian, t- like, yeah. T20 ODI squad, how hard is it, categorically, to get into the squad, regardless of age, yes. right? Yeah, so 100%. Obviously, they, 100%. they must have proved themselves time and like yeah. uh, so many times for them to get to that position, and you're still making yeah. them, you still don't have faith in them. You know, and, yeah, that's and, and the blokes thing. like Ishan Kishan, he's been opening for Mumbai Indians for years, doing very, very, yeah. very well. He's a freak. Yeah. I love yeah. I love this guy and I've loved yeah. him for a while. And yeah. it's just like I mean it's good. Like it's good he's scoring two hundred and ten in ODIs, that's crazy. But like he really needs to get a more more of an opportunity in the T twenty format as well. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I I definitely agree. I think there's definitely some sort of lack of faith shown in the selectors for youngsters. Yeah. 
often when they introduce a new young player into the team, he's often surrounded by senior blokes, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you look at, um, I mean, well, categorically speaking, this Indian team that played the last ODI against Bangladesh is relatively tough, young, tough, right? Yeah. I think I think the, the blokes over 30 were probably Shikhar Dhawan, Virakoli, obviously. I think Shadul Takur is 29, 30, yeah. I believe. Kuldeep Yadav, I mean, these are, the rest are all under 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only, the only blokes older, over 30 is Shikhar Dhawan and uh, Virakoli. And, you know, what a difference that yeah. makes, right? I think the Indian selectors need to show more faith. That, that's the bottom line. I mean, the Australian, Australian commentators have a lot of faith in the Indian youngsters. <laughs> you know, when Shubin, when, Shubin Gill, when Shubin Gill came to Australia and played in that yeah. test series and he was batting, he was only 22, 23, 21 years of age. And, um, you know... Uh, like where, where is he now? Fox Fury commentator. You know what I mean? No like, idea. You're, you're bringing no in idea. blokes like there's too there's too many players there's too many players hovering around and they're just hovering. They haven't they haven't solidified yeah, their position in the team. Like Shikadawan, I love Shikadawan. Uh, he still has a lot to give to the game, yeah. but he's been a, he's been away for yeah. a while. And if you're gonna play him, yeah. And like I mean, look, Kale Rahul is coming in at five. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because what's, what's he's is a keeper yeah. as well, mind you. He's a good keeper. Yeah, you got to yeah. you got to start grooming yeah, nice. these boys. To fulfill their entire mm. like you know the 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 whole duty, Ishan Kishan is a wicket keeping opening batsman. Let him keep, yeah. man. Like yeah, you you need to have faith in these boys. That's I what mean, it is. You're completely right. I mean, to to that's the thing to highlight how good these Indian youngsters are. When when uh, when Shubman Gill um, played in Australia in that Test series, right? He was only 21 years of age, and uh, Kerry O'Keefe, um, the Aussie Australian the commentator, <laughs> um, he was the legend. Kerry O'Keefe yeah. style. He was watching Shubman Gill. He was watching Shubman Gill bat, and he said. That you know, Shubman Gill, this young boy, he's only twenty-one years of age, but he looks like he has been playing Test cricket for at least five years. Like that's the kind of temperament yeah. and the maturity. He's that not an easy man to Shubman please either. Had. To be honest, he, yeah, right? He's like exactly. You know, there's there's some sort of the the the, the I guess the the culture or the philosophy that India is going with in terms of selecting players. It's very conservative. Yeah. It's very like. We're gonna go with tried and tested, and they might not win today, but at least we know we can get we know what to expect yeah. from them. It's and like that. The thing is, like these, like these guys, like they, they. I think they base their decision off their like players' averages and stuff like that. But it's not always. It yeah. Doesn't always come to like you know actual performances. Like, you know, if you if you're going through a dark yeah. patch, you're going through a dark patch. It doesn't matter if your average is forty six or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's only a certain amount of players that you yeah. can actually continuously have faith in. Like, obviously, Coley is one of them. He's shown us quite recently that he still has it. 100% still has it. Yeah. But you yeah. need to start... It's, it's a tough It's a tough transition phase. And it's literally like, you know, your standard, you know, you know, Southeast Indian or Asian parents, you know what I mean? They just play it safe. And, you know, they don't want you to try <laughs> too many things, exactly. you know what I mean? Just do, like, the standard, no. go th- the standard route through life. But yeah, you, do, do you, you know, only if you, it's really hard to achieve greatness, right? If you do that, you've got to take risks. Yes, of course. Speaking of risks, no one, uh, I know, I know we're running short on time. I do want to touch on the first two games as well, that series, if we can, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I mean, I, I'm, look, I'm, I, I'll be honest, I'm a big critic of Bangladesh. Right, cricket, the, we the biggest... I am so glad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am so glad that Bangladesh won this series. I think uh, it's You're good for them, it's good for their morale. Man. And, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> bad, dude. Come on. No, look. look you could have okay. made it. We could have made it more believable. Come on. <laughs> believe yeah, the lie. Change. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, no, look. I like. It, look, Bangladesh can only win at home. Oh, but fair enough. There it is. There it is. Right? The dagger. So, <laughs> 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 he stabbed yeah. him right there. 
No, nah, look, there's good improvements from, from Bangladesh uh, cricket. Look, you've been following this series for a little while. I'd love to know what you think about, you know, this series and how Bangladesh handled it against a mighty Indian yeah, team. Yeah, look, honestly, um, we'll start off with the first game. Absolute cracker. Really, yeah. really disappointing performance from India. Only scraped together 186. No yeah. one really performed um, at all, actually. I'm just having a look now. Kale Rahul hit 73. Other than that, it was a 27 from Rohit. Um, a 24 from Australia, yeah. but you know what? Ishan Kishan wasn't picked, and instead they had Rohit. Chirin, no, he wasn't. Right? They went the safe route and yeah. they scraped together 186. Not to say that yeah. Rohit's a bad player, he's a great player, but Ishan Kishan, just just young blood, young life, man. You know what I mean? Pumps some juice yeah, into the team. Mm. Really yeah. good win Agreed. by Bangladesh, though. They made it tougher <laughs> than it should have been, right? Mahedi Hassan at the end, um, really, really. Put the team on his back and uh, 38 of 39, he scraped together that yeah. win. Um, nine down, mind you. Mm. But um, the really interesting game, or the good game rather, was the one after where mm. Mahedi Hassan again. And this this guy, mind you, he comes down number. He's like second last batsman, okay? <laughs> second last batsman. <laughs> Man hit 100. Of 83 balls. That's crazy. Okay. That's nuts. That is yeah. absolutely nuts. Really good partnership towards it. I think he broke a record with um, Nasum Ahmed, who I've not heard of, so I don't yeah. know how many games he's played as well, right? Let's have a look, yeah. actually. Yeah. I've got him right here. He has played... Got some highlights for us. He's played four matches, okay? So th- that would have been his yeah, third right. game. Really, really good stuff. That's insane. Yeah. 100, 100 coming with a couple of us to spare. Like that, That's a very clutch Shit. 100, mind you. Like... Like eight eight fours and four sixes. Um, Mahedi Hassan has been around for a while as well. I've heard his name within as yeah, a within bowler, the right? Circuit. That's okay, a bowler. Fair That's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. For him to do this with the bat yeah. is huge. Yeah. Really impressive. Yeah. And the thing is, and the thing is, the Indian bowling attack was pretty pretty decent as well. You had the likes of um, you know, there was Shadul Tucker. He's a he's a good you know uh, he's good uh, swing bowler. Um, Muhammad Siraj has been very consistent in the test in the test arena for yep. India. He's got a bit of pace about him. And uh, the man that I was always wanted to see get a game for India is Umran Malik. And um, he would have been blowing some absolute gas in that game. And yet, you know, Mahedi Hassan prevailed. So, no, this is really good. Like, this is this is honestly good. Like, it's just a shame that, I don't know, Bangladesh just never seemed to live up to where they should be at. Put I it think... that way. I mean, like, you're allowed, to, you're allowed to lose, but don't lose all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't do, don't do a West Indies. Um, <laughs> That's just like a life motto. Do not be West Indies. Do not be a West yeah. Indies right now. <laughs> no, I think I think the good thing that Bangladesh can really take from from recent times is like it's not the same players that are performing. I think previously you had like absolute yeah. dons of cricket like Shakib Al Hassan and Mushfiq Rahim and Mamadullah Kamam, and you wouldn't really you know if Bangladesh win it's because of these three boys or it could be even Tommy Mikbal, right? Yeah. But it's really good to see. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Das not too long ago scored an incredible um, score in the T Twenty mm. World Cup. I believe that was against India. Really, really mm. good game, mm-hmm. and to see. Yeah, Mahedi Hassan obviously, man, he's not a batsman. Like he, like you know, he's not listed yeah. as a batsman. He's got a test ton to his name against India. Yeah, that's super impressive. Yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. an ODI, an ODI time. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. It's good. Like, and these are young players as well, right? Lindas is still quite young. Uh, Mahedi's quite young. It's good to see these guys sort of yeah. all have a nibble of the victory pie, in, even if it's a personal accolades. Yeah. And then um, that's how you really mm. create that winning culture. If they can just sort of replicate this outside of Bangladesh. You know, Pakistan's yeah. not too far away, neither is India. Just cross the border, do the same thing. Can't be too hard, right? <laughs> I would love to see a bilateral series between India and Pakistan again. That would be 
if we can witness that in our lifetime again, that would be, that'd be mm. quite something. I just want to also touch on India's response to uh, Bangladesh's score in that second ODI, the way they batted, because there were some interesting decisions made in the batting mm. order. So Washington Sundar came out number four. Yep. Okay. Uh, it was a very weird sort of setup. Uh, Rohit Sharma actually batted at number eight no, or no, something sorry, in that game. He, he got injured. He, I think he had like... He, he got injured, okay. Batting. And he came back oh, and he okay, made a really okay. good the, comeback, actually. Um, but he was injured, yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. 51 of 28 balls yeah. with three fours and five sixes. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't me. tell he was injured the way he was batting. <laughs> no. No, yeah. not at all. But it's good to see Bangladesh hold their nerve because they only won that game by five runs. So, so uh, you know, full credit to them. I think one thing I do have often rated about Bangladesh is their bowling. Like, I think when their bowling works, it really works mm. well. They are a very typical... <laughs> spin heavy yes. team but there is one bloke I do rate I think it was Taskin Ahmed Taskin yeah, Ahmed the, the pacer quicker, yeah. yeah he's he's someone that has certainly um, you know caught my attention did well in the World Cup mm. as well but uh, but look I mean we just want to see you know these teams like Bangladesh uh, West Indies you know these teams sort of come on the up and uh, hopefully the West Indies improve the next time they return but look on that note we'll, um, we'll wrap things up for season 2 episode 10 we're almost at the end of another season. Yes, sir. Um, Hasid, any final any final words before we uh, before we call it for tonight on uh, this episode? No final words, no one. Uh, really enjoyed this episode. Thanks for talking about uh, yeah. white ball cricket. That's all I want to say from from myself and uh, every every other white ball <laughs> cricket fan out there. Thanks for mentioning us. <laughs> oh look, that is that is the first and last time we talk about white ball cricket ever again on this podcast. <laughs> Do not ever mention that <laughs> filthy format of the game. To oh, me ever again. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There'll be there'll be plenty more white ball cricket to talk about. But look, on that note, uh we'll we'll sign off tonight. Thank you listeners for, for tuning in once again and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. It's goodbye for now. See you guys. Bye bye.